Because Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my right-hand man and co-host, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? Happy, happy, happy day that shall not be named because we confuse everybody. <laughs> nope, yep, nope. It is Monday again. We, it was confusing last week. My, my week was all out of sort. No, I'm just kidding. It's, no, dude, I'm telling you, it feels weird to be recording on the normal day because the last two weeks, well, two oh, weeks true. ago we right, recorded true. on Monday and then all hell broke loose, so I had right. to re-record on Tuesday. Right, that's right. You've recorded Tuesdays. Yeah, two, nine, and then two weeks in a row. And then last week we recorded on. Why did we record Tuesday last? Oh, because I was sick, right? Because yeah. yep. I was freaking dying on the mm-hmm. couch. Oh, so yeah. speaking of dying on the couch, as if my week didn't get complicated enough, <laughs> someone I work with actually had COVID. Oh no! And I was around them. By the way, Monday, the day I was sick, ironically enough, um, I was around that person all day. Oh. So Friday, I went and got the uh, the good old uh, plug up the nose thing. Yeah, that must be horrible. That dude, it's as bad as everyone said. I didn't know you could go that far up a nose. So I would highly recommend if you can avoid (laughs) getting near anyone that might have it. (laughs) Like, if you want a reason, I'm I'm just going to say it. If you want a reason to wear your mask, that's a reason to wear a mask. (laughs) Holy crap. Even if you don't think you're going to get COVID, you should wear your mask because... But I'll have you know. I'll have you know, and I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself a mask skeptic. I'm just against mask overuse. Mm-hmm. And I will have you know that when I was close to this guy, I did have my mask on. Yeah. And there I, you go. it would appear now that we are, you know, it is now eight days after contact. It does appear I do not have it. Well, it's, here's my thing, too, and, so. and, 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 and not to get into it, but like my thing is like whether you believe in the mask or not, it's not that f- so, oops, Vincent, sorry. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Two minutes not, in. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to put your mask on. So. Oh, that's okay. I love the passion, Ethan. I love I the know. passion. Well, you know what? And I don't even think I finished the word, so it doesn't count, right? <laughs> oh, and I know. So our guest, we have a guest tonight. And right now, our guest is laughing his ass off because <laughs> he knows how much this clean tag means to me. <laughs> well, you know what? At least it's... You, you're going to be able to find it easily, right? Because it's yeah, su- I don't, super I'm, early on. So. <laughs> I love. By the way, I love that the only F-bombs that have ever been dropped on this show are the unassuming quiet co-host guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's not the loudmouth jackass that, that's like the, the first host. It's like, no, it's the guy he brought on for uh, class and stuff. <laughs> you have no idea. It's actually amazing that I don't do it more because if you heard me off the podcast, you'd... you'd know how much i swear so. well it's really funny because we have conversations you know before the show mm-hmm. and after the show a lot of times and even when it's just you and i before the show and after the show and there's just f-bombs just flying right. Right. <laughs> it's just like and then the show comes out it's like i am a broadcaster now well i think that's what you know what it is it's also like the, the two times i've done it are when i'm comfortable with the like super comfortable with the people that are mm-hmm. on right so i think I, I'm, I'm too casual when yep. I, <laughs> I am the first one was it was the first dave swiduck episode right no, no it, was, not, it was nick it was nick of right. build that build right because he made fun of you too afterwards yeah right? yep. everybody he started calling you a potty mouth yeah yeah yep. i love i love i love our community and i just I just it makes me smile when I there's so many inside jokes now that people get and I right. don't have to explain them and it's great and well even and and leading into our guest this week nailed the, one of the inside <laughs> jokes right before the podcast so. I was dying oh so, so good. let's let's um yeah let's bring on our guest so we love having we love having our friends on yeah. um we do and 
we just happen to have a friend who is an actual podcaster, so it's really okay. easy to have a podcaster friend guest. So our guest this week is the one and only V. Grant Alexander from Clamp and from YouTube and not Twitter. Right, Grant? <laughs> That's right. You got me. You got me uh, all figured out. I actually <laughs> resurrected my Twitter just to uh, to post on the Clamp Twitter thing to see how many people got that inside joke <laughs> so we'll see if I, if I get a whole bunch of uh, dms saying you liar <laughs> well, well you I, have to... I joined it because of vincent i i wasn't on twitter before this which is ironic because i've literally i think it was yesterday or today i'm like i think i'm done with twitter like i think i'm just i have yeah, never I don't do much with it at all but it's so toxic i it is that, I, I think thought, that's why i don't like it yeah. i dropped facebook because facebook is toxic and yeah Facebook makes, I mean, Twitter is just a thousand times worse. Like a thousand times worse. Literally, like, the only thing I like on Twitter is you, Vincent, uh, Bernie, like our, our small community, and yeah. um, and David Picciuto. Like, David Picciuto is probably the, the main reason I'm on there, because he's so he's so much more engaged on Twitter mm-hmm. than he is on anything else. And so, yeah. But. Yeah, it's 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 bad. I mean, Grant, yeah. I think you may have had the right plan, and you may have just influenced the hell out of me to just get the hell off of it. Yeah, seriously. Well, I see. I've never actually deleted anything ever in my life. I don't delete anything. I have everything. All the so I, I still have my MySpace. I have my GeoCities. I saved <laughs> a copy of it before GeoCities went down. Like can that's you still how much go to I MySpace? have. Everything. Like, is MySpace still like? Can I get there? I mean, I it's I, a I, thing. I never yeah. had. I never closed out my account. If I can remember my password, I'm guessing I still have a an account. Yeah. Oh. So with Twitter, I've always had it. It just I only ever used it when the trains were like running late or something, <laughs> and I used like because Twitter would be faster than you know the official way of telling whether or not the train. Was oh, I see. What you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because we got a our city recently got light rail and uh, it was plagued with disaster after disaster of of unreliability. Um. So the fastest way was to find someone else complaining about it on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I love it. I love. I, I, I love how everybody's main purpose on Twitter is to bitch. Right, but like that, but that's it, your, your exact point, Vincent. It's just like it's yeah, such a. I, I don't know. I don't object. Look, I don't object. People need an outlet, and I feel yeah, like if you right. take away their outlet, then they start shooting each other in the street. So it's probably better <laughs> if they're just bitching on Twitter. But man, it's like. I, I was the other day. The other day, I, I've, I've been having this ongoing bit of drama with the United States Postal Service. Yes. Um, yeah. I shipped a package from me to Deerfield Beach, Florida, um, mm-hmm. which, okay, no big deal, right? Should take uh, three days. All right, granted, it's uh, COVID time, so everything takes a couple extra days. I figured a week should be more than enough time. Way more than enough. Yeah. Um, as of today, as of today, I believe we're on we're into week three. It's nobody knows where it is. It's gone. Like it's just gone. And I've just been like very matter of factly just stating like it's gone. They're offering no assistance to me for finding right. it. They're unhelpful on the phone. Somebody from USPS actually messaged me and said, um, DM us and we'll help you find it. I was like, oh, all right, cool. That's some that's some cool stuff. So I DM them and they said, Yeah, we have no it's it's in transit. Guys, right. I, that that's useless information. <laughs> like that doesn't tell me anything. I, that's what the site tells me. I don't need you to tell me that. <laughs> and they well, go, well, we'll f- we'll try to find it for you, but you know, probably you're just gonna have to file a missing package report. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. Like, right. You just well, made- so I mean, you saw mine a couple of weeks ago when I was sending it to uh, Chris from Cowdog, uh, his koozie, and so I have 
so I use pirate ship, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And I highly mm-hmm. recommend. Um, but, and so they have like a little map on their, on their site. Um, and so the map showed it going from, so he lives in Florida. So it was going from Boston to, I think, was it New Mexico? Maybe it, it looked like it went yeah to the somewhere in the Southwest. Yeah, it was, it was Texas or New Mexico or <laughs> yeah. somewhere over there. And then and then like so the path was from here to there <laughs> down to Florida. And so I and that's when I posted. I was like, I'm not a logistics expert, but I'm pretty sure this is not the most efficient way to get the package there. I swear. But, I, but I, no. I, but here's the best. Here's my favorite part. So um, so then if you hit the tracking thing to, and I went to the official United States Postal Service site, it said in transit. And then, um, and it had a it had a map or whatever. No, no, it didn't have a map, but it had in transit. And then it eventually got like rerouted or whatever. And they restated it to be on time, so it, it, to deliver Friday. And they changed and they made pirate ship change the map to show a direct line there to show wow. it online. Yeah, wow, on time. I mean, yeah. Grant, well, Grant, that's. Do you have to deal with this in Canada? Like, is is is, is it the same? Is it is the level of incompetence similar, or is it just an, is this a specifically United States thing? Well, I've never had that problem with Canada Post, which is our version of USPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have seen the USPS take something from Hawaii, bring it all the way to New York, which is like <laughs> the closest state to me. Like, if I'm going to the States and I want to go to the States the fastest, mm-hmm. I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, New York. Then it went to London, England. Oh. Not London, Ontario. <laughs> went to London, England. And then it came back. And then it went to, I, I can't remember, like, some other province. And I was like, where are you going with this? Like, it was from Hawaii to the States to London to, to Canada, but not to, like, <laughs> Ottawa somehow. World Anyways, tour. I eventually yeah. got it, but it took, like, three weeks and uh, and shipping was not cheap. Oh no! But, uh, I shipped something to South Carolina on a Tuesday, and it disappeared for three days. I had no idea where the hell it went. And then three days later, it showed up in Guam. <laughs> Guam. We're not even like. I mean, all right, fine, U.S. territory, we get it. But Guam, like that's a that's not like a short diversion. It right, ended that's up not, taking... that's not misreading the zip code. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's one digit off. Instead of right. going to Charleston, it went to Guam. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's we deal with this kind of stuff. You know, I feel like like today I put I put together a whole bunch of packages to go out, and I feel like all these great things that I made, I'm just holding my breath now. Like, so I've really started, I've really embraced the idea of just some things just have to go UPS because I just can't trust the Postal Service anymore. And I, I feel like... I've had bad luck with you. I've had bad luck. Say, truth yeah. is, I've You're had bad luck bad with everybody. Luck with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Jinx, yeah. you owe me a beer. Here's the difference, <laughs> though. Here's the difference. And I will say, I said this on Twitter, too. I've had bad luck with you. I've had... I've had a screaming fight with UPS. Um, people may remember, I rented a lens a couple of couple of months ago, and I had a screaming fight with UPS because I paid for the rental day, and it arrived a day later because UPS came with my wife, who stayed home waiting for it. Didn't they? Didn't even ring the bell, and she's like, "I was home all day, dude. They were yeah. they never came." And then I came home, and there was a call tag on the door. No, we 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 and we have cameras and. We've literally watched them like see our drive. We have a long driveway, mm-hmm. and we've seen them pull up and then drive away. Oh, and it's just in, and that's UPS, and that's infuriating. And like, yeah, yeah. And the, I've and been the other thing with UPS too. From what I've understand too is, um, in terms of like, if you, if it can be damaged, like so sign makers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people that make signs and stuff like that, 
like uh, UPS, UPS is like one of the worst from what I've heard. Like yeah. in terms of getting damaged and then and then not like war, you know, not uh, honoring their their warranties and stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. I've I've had I've had way better experience getting compensated though from, from UPS than okay. than and FedEx than ever with USPS. So yeah, I think that that's the thing is there's no good there's no there, exactly that's exactly right, it right? right like and this is the thing like we you know I love local delivery because all right I can throw it on my throw it on my truck and just bring it where it's going it really really rubs me the wrong way when I have to ship right. something and I ship most of my stuff but man right. it's just like I feel like I'm just taking this beautiful thing I made and it's like well hope it makes it right. <laughs> yeah so that's why I only all my clients have to come to me that's Ooh, like that's... a rule. That's nice. Mm. Uh, they come no, to the no uh, the Grant Alexander Estate. And they uh, yeah. talk to Jeeves, and Jeeves goes and gets their package for them. Yeah, well, yeah. You it, don't well, deal it, them with people directly. You have to have a person in between. You have to have a person. Yeah, you got a guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd order something and come get it, but I don't think I'm allowed up there right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you have? Do you do um, a lot of commission work type stuff, Grant, or stuff for? Yeah, do you what, have like yeah. customers? Like what? What kind of stuff? I know you do. So we know you do. I, we've never really introduced you. We're friends. We're, this is the hard part about having a friend because you forget to do the formalities. <laughs> yeah, right. But like. So you do you do woodwork on YouTube. You're you know you're very popular on Instagram. Um, you're a regular in the Makers on Zoom having coffee group on Saturday mornings on Zoom. Um, do you do commission work? Like I didn't know this about you. I don't know why, but I didn't know. Do you? I do a little bit. Okay. So uh, I mainly the commission work I do is uh, picture frames. That's mainly what I've been doing <sighs> because picture frames are. Uh, like crazy expensive mm-hmm. um, and then I'll do like anything but the problem is I don't like I every single time I do something I give someone the I don't want to do it price mm. um, because I because you don't want to do unless it unless I'm actually interested in doing it mm-hmm. I don't want to do it right and there's like I, I have enough projects on the go in my own life that I don't want to do extra projects wow like before I finish something in my house I don't want to take on a big commission from someone uh, unless it's going to somehow make me enough money that I don't have to do something else. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like I, I understand where you're coming from. And at the same time, I feel like doing the commission work is what keeps me motivated to keep going down to the shop. Because if I miss a day or if I miss two days, I'm screwed. <laughs> like, right. I, yeah. I feel like I can't, I can't catch up. Like even... Yes, I'll give you a good example. So yesterday was a really slow day for me in the shop. I was wiped out, and I still got some stuff done, but I didn't get anywhere near what I wanted to get done done. And had I not gone down there at all, I would have been totally hosed. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. And I feel like knowing that I had commission work and knowing that I had stuff that I had to get out for customers is the only thing that got me down to the shop yesterday. Well, and, well so I, I have a question. So let me come back to that, Grant, because I have a question. But part of the, and we've talked, I've said this before, what I've ended up doing is finding the things that I don't mind repeating mm-hmm. and doing. And those are the things I offer. And then if I get a, like a commission piece that I, that really interests me, then I'll accept it. If it's something that either I don't think I'm going to do a good enough job or I'll be able to do it in a way that makes me money, then I, I'll just say no. And I, and I, and I've started doing that. And I, that's actually been really, really nice to, to, hmm. to say no to things, even though I could make money. But it's, I just know I'm going to dread it. And I don't always do that. And, it, and the hardest part is like when friends or family 
ask you to do something, right? Because right. you want to do it. And so I usually still take those. Um, but but real quick, back to Grant, do you, you're doing the picture frames, which do you do like matting and stuff too, or is it just the frame? Just just like, uh, so it's mainly been uh, floating picture frames. Okay. So like the person already has a canvas uh, print and I made a floating picture frame for it. Uh, and the other ones is a guy who makes uh, like plywood laser cut, uh, like two and a half D lake models. Oh, cool. So they're like models of a lake with the different uh, like, like topography, not topography, but like, yeah, the, exactly. Topography. Yeah. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Uh, and he makes the, the maps that look like it's, you know, deep. Uh, and so I just cut the frames out for him. See, that's like, a super picture cool. frame sled. See, the, the reason I ask is that because both framing and then matting, I feel like are probably the two most overpriced thing. Like it is insane oh, how expensive it is. It's brutal. And, and it's not that, I mean, cause there's, we, there's a period of time when I was into, uh, photography and stuff like that. And I was, I bought my own mat cutter for like 80 bucks and it's not that hard. It's like, if you, if you can woodwork, you can absolutely cut mats. Cause it's just, it's just mad. It's just measuring and cutting. And yeah. it's, it's ridiculously how expensive that is. Um, I don't know. I don't get it, but yeah, I, I, I would completely, completely agree with that. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm horrified when I see the prices at like, um, was it um, the place at Michael's that does it? Um, oh yeah, well, and, and they, oh they're like forty percent off, insane. and it's still insane. Yeah, right. Yeah. They give you, they send me Aaron Brothers. That's who does it for Michael's. They send you these coupons, and it's like, oh, it's forty percent off, but we'll give you another twenty percent off. I'm like, wait a minute, if you can take sixty percent right. off that price, what the hell is the price? And you know what? I can still do it for about like. Five percent of what they charge you and still make you, money. It's it's so you can do it Matting for five so percent yeah. off, or you could do it for way even cheaper and buy the wood at like Home Depot or right. something where you're not even getting a good deal on the wood. Right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Totally. I know. I, I've never understood that. I don't understand. I think it's just people don't. I don't know. I, well, I I yeah. think there's a certain amount of so um, Dean Graciosi, who is a um, he's a speaker. He talks about um, financial independence and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you know he's like a I wouldn't say a motivational speaker, but he kind of he can be like he's one of those guys. He has and, that vibe. Or yeah, exactly. He does have that yeah. vibe, and, and but he but he's not like a like a he doesn't come off like sleazy and like a snake oil salesman. Like right, he's right, a right. real dude. Yeah. And one of the things he said is, I'm the kind of guy who writes checks to go faster. And I feel like that's the person that shops at Aaron Brothers at Michael's. Like, I write checks to go faster. I don't have the time to make and a frame, you know? like There's 100% of and there's things that I, I feel the same way about. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I like to cook, but it is not, there's no way I'm ever going to make my own sushi. Like, it is... Cost-wise and time-wise, it's way easier to go buy buy sushi at a good yeah. place, right? Like, but so I get that. But no, I'm just talking about like, but again, like it's just the discrepancy, though. It's not even time. You, I think it's the money. It's just so such a gap between what it costs to put in the markup. Well, I guess is well, is just. Ex- so let me ask a question because you're both yeah. you both do woodwork. I mean, we all do woodwork, and mm-hmm. I know that that's. You know, it's not Ethan. It's not your primary thing, but I know you also are yeah. woodworking competent. So this will make sense. How do you guys do? You guys feel like you're cheating if you don't make all the stuff in your house? I mean, just straight up question. If it's yeah. something you could like, okay, let's use the running gag joke. Let's get it out of the way. But like a coffee table, right? 
do you feel like a coffee table, buying a coffee table as opposed to making a coffee table, do you feel like you're cheating if you buy one? Yes. You do. You do. I That's don't. interesting. And I cheat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's I, acknowledge my, I acknowledge my shortcomings <laughs> and embrace them. <laughs> no, it, well, yeah. and, and maybe again, maybe this is because I'm not as proficient as a woodworker. But it's not even about that. I think for me, it's it's I don't feel bad if it's something that if, if it's I don't know if if it's something that I don't have a good idea or design mm-hmm. feeling about then then I'm fine buying it because then that like, that person did it better you know would probably do it better than me and it's not a unique design if I have a really good design idea I'm not gonna I, I won't commission someone to make my own design well that's, if that makes sense that's actually a really good point because Grant did those amazing panels on the yeah. on the sides of his door. I can't imagine you going anywhere and buying those. Like, you mm-hmm. would have to custom make those. So that would be a kind of thing where, yeah, you'd want something that would be custom made. For, for me, I'm, like, I'll give you a good example. So we have a dining room table that we got when we um, first moved into our first apartment. Okay? So this, is, this table is, what, 19-ish years old. The top is it's particle board and laminated. Um, with veneer so there's really it's not the highest quality it's a nice table it was when it was new now it's really beat up and it's one of those things that just kind of has been sitting there forever and today she looked at it and she goes you know i i i think we should do something with this like we should either refinish it i was like well we can't refinish it because it's just veneer so probably just have to replace the top and i'm thinking about it i'm like wow i would just normally think of just buying a new table but it almost feels stupid to think of buying a new table because the legs are all right so it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah no we should probably make a new top for this you know because it felt almost wrong to just buy a new table <laughs> so yeah no i, I and, and it's so funny you say that Vincent, because we have one on our um like we have like a little um porch mm-hmm. and and the top is um it's not wicker but it's it's like the that kind of rattan yeah i don't know it's like weaved Mm-hmm. whatever but and it's all coming up and stuff like that but the base is kind of nice i mean it's mm-hmm. not amazing but it's a it's a metal base and it's it look it, it looks nice in the space and so and that's the same thing it's like we could replace it but i was like i could make like a chevron <laughs> top or something or or a reclaimed wood top so so yeah in that sense i'm i'm with you right i'm like i'm gonna mm-hmm. do that like i, I so, why why buy it if there, there's a solid true. base and i could make something that's not that yeah I'm not going to say that I'm stealing your idea, but I've already come up with this very similar idea of replacing the top of my table with a chevron pattern. There you go. So, it's okay. yeah, don't like if I had not, it's not I didn't steal it from you right now because it's a it's a collaboration with another maker yeah. and he's sending me a piece so I'm waiting for him to send it to me for me to redo the table. Gotcha. So, um, can I ask so you a question? Just, Actually, yeah. design-wise, are you are you doing the she- like how are you doing the chevron? Are you like my thought was to do a thin plywood and then do a chevron on top of that, so that but still make sure it's flush. Are you or are you doing like straight chevron? I hadn't thought that far ahead. Ooh. I basically I thought so. Right now, I, what I have on top is it was a glass top table okay. and the glass broke, um, so I put just uh, fence boards on top and I just screwed them from uh, below, right? So that they all stayed in uh, like parallel. But then I was like, ah, you know, that's pretty boring. It's like, you know, just straight lines. So I was like, I'll just do the same thing, but with chevrons. But now that you've you've started thinking, made me think about it, I go, that's probably not going to work. Oh, boy. 
What'd Sorry. You, so. What'd you do, Ethan? You broke Grant. <laughs> no, but that's we'll that's just... that's the part I've been struggling with. It. I think I think it makes sense to do a really have some kind of backing board and then just be able to. Yeah. I think know, I think that's the it. right way to do it. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to really. I mean, I'm saying this. Plywood someone... just won't last outside, though. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as right. someone who makes cutting boards I'm saying this and thinking like you dumbass you do this all the time but the truth <laughs> is it really doesn't seem like a good idea to just kind of put the pieces together and just slap them in there like I do feel like you should have a backer board just to kind of hold it all together or something yeah. yeah well it all depends on whether see the big thing is like for a lot of stuff like a deck mm-hmm. you want the water to go through correct right right so that's how I designed this is that like the fence boards have a little gap water goes through it doesn't stand on top right and I was thinking of doing the same thing, but with chevrons. But now they, and then, so a plywood backing wouldn't work, right? Because it's soaking, right? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe yeah. Some... Well, maybe maybe there's some kind of bracketing <laughs> weight, you know, a bracket or something instead that would still leave the airflow through it, but it would still give that kind of structural. What if you did? What if you? What if you did a really long dowel? And used a spacer to space the pieces on the top apart a little bit, and that would allow airflow through. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And this way, you'd have everything would be bound together and aligned with the dowel. But then you could just put like a I don't know, like a couple of playing cards in between each one to just give yourself a little bit of space in between, and then that would give you some airflow. I don't know. I like it. it or, or just or just make a river table. <laughs> just, just make a river. So <laughs> it's gonna have epoxy river table in it, but <laughs> no, that's what the person's sending me. No, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. actually. But see that. See, here's the thing about river tables too, and we we. Joke oh God, I get. I did, by the way, did you notice that Sam in the title of his video said "not a river table"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I, totally I was that. laughing hilarious. my butt off because I yeah. knew that was directed at me. By the way, yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Okay, sorry, um, but no, I, I I love the like. It is fun now. I think where people are incorporating river tables in not the traditional sense. So I don't know if this is what you're talking about, Grant, but like, uh, like embedding a river component into a chevron you know that's a cool idea mm-hmm. i like that you know yeah. that's a different idea a different spin those types of things i think are really cool or like the uh like johnny builds did with the concrete like rebar how you know that's a play on the river table that's not the classic well yeah i mean for all that we don't like about river ta- well i mean i'm not gonna say we i'll just say me for all i hate about river tables in two weeks i've picked river tables we picked right, um, right. Michael and Brooke did their right. the dress the night tables. Those had a river top, and those oh, were true. gorgeous. Right. And then we picked um, Jake Thompson's um, deep pour penny table. But but again, those are plays on the exactly, river table. and that's why yes. that's what I do like because the backlash in the community about river stuff has forced people to be more creative with how they implement right. it, rather right. than just taking a live edge, cutting it in half, and then running resin down the middle of it. Right, you know. And I think that's, I think the problem is that's not very difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are against it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, it's become so easy that the, the problem is everyone can do that now. Mm-hmm. And it's been done a lot that it's no, it's like, it's going to become passe very soon. And the other thing is it's a very expensive way to make a table. Oh God, right? yes. I know the amount of pox. It's cheaper to buy really high quality wood. <laughs> Right. And a lot of times, so there's a place in, like, the, the hardwood uh, dealer near me does epoxy river table classes. Wow. Um, and they use, like, walnut and live-edge walnut, two-inch thick, and they make coffee table tops. 
and that's what your like class is as you make a coffee tabletop. I wonder I wonder how much of cuz we saw it with pallet wood, right? And mm-hmm. we're seeing it with river stuff. I'm starting to wonder how much I know this is kind of an obvious statement, but I'm kind of wondering how much Pinterest has just ruined everything. Like it's <laughs> like, okay, this is on Pinterest, we need to make it like farmhouse tables, right? Farmhouse yeah. tables are a perfect example. That's another thing like trussel tables. Shiplap. Yeah, shiplap. Shiplap, shiplap, shiplap. And you know what's really funny, by the way, I say that about shiplap. As I look around my office thinking, I was actually (laughs) thinking a couple of days ago, like I really want to redo at least one feature wall in shiplap. But yeah, it's it's like, wow, I feel like I've just seen so much. I feel like I've seen so much of everything that I'm almost burnt out on like looking at other people's stuff. And like now I'm starting to feel even... Okay, so when I made that that paintbrush box, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I can make a box. I know I can. I've never made a box. I know I can make a box. And <laughs> but I wanted to do something really nice, like to set it apart. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna really go over the top on the top of it. And I really, really liked the way the top of it came out. Like it was just, it was mm-hmm. in my head. That's what it looked like, and it looked just like it. And it was like, yeah, that's exactly. But that's not just a regular box, you know. And I felt. I know I said I just said that Pinterest is ruining everything, but maybe stuff like Pinterest is kind of pushing people like us to go. Nah, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Well, no, I mean, and, and certainly, well, two things. So again, again, one of the things, I've, and we've talked said this before about river tables and stuff like that. If you're not in in our world or in the design world or in the Pinterest world, river tables, maybe maybe now they're starting to get there. But for I mean. There's, they're still fresh to a lot of people. Yeah, that's yes. true. And, and that's hard for us to know because we see them all day, every day, because we're immersed in this <laughs> community and we're, making... We're the hipsters. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're, we're, right. We're, but for the yeah. casual person that doesn't really, like, is a casual consumer of, of anything... This is like that's still they may not have ever seen a river table. Well, you know, like there's a good analogy to this. There's a very good analogy to this. So you're a let's say Ethan. Let's say you are. I, I don't know whether you're a Bills or a Patriots fan. I'm assuming Bills. you're a Bills fan. Bills. Okay, good assumption. Uh, you love losing Super Bowls. <laughs> yes, I so love it. Ethan is a Bills fan. Ethan watches every Bills game every Sunday religiously. Super Cry Bowl every comes. <laughs> Super Bowl comes. Bills are playing. He has a Super Bowl party. Everybody comes over, and ten of his friends that never watched a single game the entire season come over and try to tell him, you know, hey, this is how this is how football is played. And it's like, you guys don't even watch football. What are you doing? You know, and that's right. kind of how I feel like people, you're, that's a good point. We are the people that watch football all year and the people coming in go, hey, can you do a, can you do a river table? You know? And we're like, ugh. Right. I, a good example of this, by the way, a good example of how we get kind of stuck in our, our kind of ways of doing things is that the last cutting board I made for all intents and purposes, if I had listened to every single person who messaged me, that board shouldn't have worked. Right. Because <laughs> I glued caps onto the end grain. Like, you're not supposed to be able to do that and have it oh, work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, yeah. And my only point was, well, yeah, it will work because I'm going to make damn sure that that end is flat. Right. And you know what? It was. And you know what? That board is one of the coolest damn boards mm-hmm. I have ever freaking made. But had I listened to all the people who have so much experience, they literally people literally told me that that board was going to fall apart, that the yeah, ends were well, going to fall off it. I'm like, it will once it goes through one season. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay, I, I doubt it. Let's see it. But oh, you know what? I'll say this: everyone learns 
this the hard way. <laughs> Everyone learns end grain to edge grain. Learns it the hard way. Fair enough. And they all go, it worked. Look, it's together. And everyone has that time where they go at two, one year, two years. Maybe it'll last five years. Maybe you're lucky you don't have too much humidity <laughs> uh, change in your house. And, and then one day it's going to fall apart and it's always going to fall apart there. Well, I will remake uh, it for... Because that's why they do uh, breadboard ends. Yeah, true. He did, and I was told breadboard, 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 breadboard. You got uh, it. I gotcha. Yep. Well, one thing uh, back on... To your point, though, Vincent, on Pinterest, is I actually, I, I, you, you, you hit on something that I think is, at least for me, very relevant, is that I look at Pinterest and I almost take it as a challenge. Like, I look <laughs> at Pinterest, no, I, and I do it because I look at it and I'm like, I, there, you can see things that are, like, so common because everything is the same, you know, and there's some really cool designs and I'm like, but everyone's, they're so similar. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I put a spin on that that's, that is a game changer or a, a step changer? Right. Not a game changer, but a step changer, right? It's, it's taking whatever... So how do you clear, make it your own? Right. Yeah. Clearly that design has resonance with people because there's so many of the same thing. But how do you take that and do a step change where it's enough different that it's, it's, it, now it's fresh, right? And I don't think I'm very successful at that, but that's one of the things ways I look at Pinterest because I don't want to just well. Sometimes I do a lot of a lot of the, my my stupid leather projects <laughs> are like, you know, very close variations on Pinterest things. inspired. We'll say yeah, and again because I'm not trying to reinvent the world with those posts or right. those projects. Like I'm just trying to you know inspire people and and come up with stuff. But but do you post on Pinterest? Uh, I not no, and I I I kind of think i want to but uh i don't yet because <laughs> like, pinterest doesn't have that feedback loop right of negativity that right. facebook and twitter often has mm-hmm. and i've heard a lot of great things from people who make youtube videos and john uh, malecki is a huge fan of pinterest he oh, yeah. loves yeah, pinterest. i i absolutely hate pinterest whenever i do a search on the internet and it comes up it's always like, the first pinterest thing. comes up yeah. I actually type into Google minus Pinterest. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's how I don't want to see Pinterest yeah. because every time I go there, I can't get to the source. Yeah, I get oh, to it, and then Pinterest point. is like, "Log into your Pinterest." I'm like, "I don't have a Pinterest. I'm not logging in." And it's just I go down this like click hole, and I hello, and it just oh oh whoa hello sorry oh, we're good <laughs> got got a little <laughs> animated just, hit my microphone saying a little angry there <laughs> well at least you didn't drop no yeah uh... that's interesting that i've my... noticed that when i'm looking for process videos like if i'm like i want to make something or oh yeah so i had a customer funny. i had a customer came to me and it's funny someone went to al for the same thing um for a peloton um bikes um uh, accessory stand thing to hang on the wall and I've been watching him make his, and I'm like, yeah, that's not what they're looking for. But I noticed, I'm like, where, why is this such a thing? So I started looking like, well, you know, where can I figure out like what the basics are? And I ended up going to, I go to Google and I do Peloton accessories rack. And it's like just Pinterest. Every link is a Pinterest. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Now I know because everyone sits at home on Pinterest going, oh, that's what I want to make. That's what I want someone to make. That's what I want. And there it is. It's like right in front of you, you know? Just, well, so my my thing on Pinterest is, I I like I go to Pinterest purely for like, yeah. kind of inspiration, jolts. Like I'm not going there to learn how to make something or really understand how something's made. It's more of it's more of a design thing for me. It's 
to it's like it's like flipping through a you know west elm catalog right mm-hmm. like i'm flipping through and seeing you know different design features how do i incorporate this piece of that design into something that i want to make right so it, i don't i don't go there but yeah no i, I understand what you guys are saying mm-hmm. like it is super irritating if you're actually looking to how to make something or whatever and you it's just Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. Yeah, it's for sure. it's unbelievable how much. I mean, and I'm not talking. It took over a little bit. Like it's it's like Grant said. It's like the. It feels like it's every link to, at the top of Google, particularly when you're looking for how to do a specific thing. Like if you said, "Oh, I want to do a juice groove," and they'll show you the first link is going to be Pinterest with 55 million cutting boards with juice grooves in them. You know, it's 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 really really annoying and. Yeah, it it's not high quality content that we can do anything with. It's usually just a picture of somebody else's thing that was screenshotted off their phone and posted to their Pinterest account, which is even more annoying. Right. Exactly. And you never can get back. Yeah. You never get back to where that person actually did the thing. And I guess there's a bit of me that feels like like I kind of feel like I'm a bit of an artist. It's part of why I don't like the commissioning thing. And I'll circle back a little bit and, and explain it a little more. But I feel like when I say I feel like an artist, it's like I want to do things that I enjoy, and if you want to buy them, that's great. And if I don't want to make those anymore, that's on me. I'm the artist. I don't care. Right. Right. Like if I want to make cutting boards, I've made a bunch of them. Love it. Done. Never want to make. Like maybe I'll make another one. Maybe I won't. I have no clue. I don't feel like making another one, even if someone was going to pay me. I don't. I don't care. I don't want to make one. Like I've I've made enough, uh, because I'm. I feel like it's a thing. And it's something I realized. I started a business when I was in my teens, airbrushing, um, because I enjoyed airbrushing. Right. And what ended up happening is every time I'd get a get like a, a commission, I'd be excited for the money, right? And take mm-hmm. the money, and then go. I have no desire to do that. Yeah, you regret it from that. Right. Point on. This, exactly. I regret. I, I regret yeah. saying yes to this. It wouldn't matter how much more money they gave me. Like it wouldn't matter if it was like right. seven hundred dollars, a million dollars. It was never nowhere close to that. Well, I'll do it for a million dollars, but <laughs> yeah, I if always you get one of those grants that you I don't want to do. Yeah. Send it my way. I'll I'll do it for a million dollars. <laughs> but it didn't. It, it it didn't motivate me anymore. Is what no. I mean. Yeah. The money didn't motivate yeah. me, regardless of the amount of money. It didn't matter how much money I was making on that. It wasn't a motivating factor. The motivation was the creativity and the yeah. expressing myself through airbrushing, you know, well, and, and doing stuff like that. And that's when the best, the best kind of, the the best kind of commission are well, one if it's just like they want what you did already or what you're passionate about doing, right? But the the the, right. the second best is when they want a. It's very broad, and they actually mean this too, because this is very rare when they actually truly mean this and they say this. <laughs> yeah. But when they when they when they want X, they want a they want a picture frame, and they want it to be this size, and they want it to be unique. But and we love your style and your design yeah. aesthetic. We truly trust you, and they let you go with it. A hundred percent, and then and then they never talk to you again until it's delivered, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've had that, they, that. That's a great commission when they want a Grant Alexander original. I was just going to oh, say I, that. I, by oh, the way, horrible. I've yes. had those, and those are the ones that I have the most sleepless right. nights over. Where somebody right. says, 
I that, trust that you. No, don't trust me. What do you want? <laughs> tell me what like you want. Please tell me what you want. But it's the fine line of really like enough enough guidance that you feel like you know what they're at, looking for big picture but not enough where it's dictating what you have to do oh totally like, and that's a really really fine line but when you have that that that's fantastic but then it's super fine line yeah oh yeah yeah it's an it's not only is it a fine line but it's also i gotta i gotta say the flip side is it's one of those things that really does show how original you are at what you do like can you be creative enough to go yeah, I can come up with something like people. I I got this this cutting board that I made. Right, the guy just said he wanted a cutting board of X size, and I'm like, okay, I want to go way over the top on it though. Like, I don't want to just do a cutting board of X size. I want to do a, I want to go way 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 overboard. And I was really really happy when it was done. And he saw the pictures like, yeah, that's perfect, that's perfect. And then he actually rethought the engraving he wanted to have done on it because it was offensive. <laughs> He's like, I didn't want to put, I don't want to put that engraving on there. Let's do something else. It's like, all right, good. Let's let's take a quick break. We'll hit the we'll hit the sponsors. We'll come back. We'll talk with Grant a little more, and then we'll do the usual uh, weekly housekeeping fun stuff. Awesome. If your home is feeling a little bit drab and uninspired, maybe it just needs a touch of art. Creative Ward Gallery is run by friend of the show, Marion Ward, who does Bob Ross-inspired landscapes in acrylic and oil, and will even do custom commissions to suit your mood or decor. Check her out at Instagram.com slash Creative Ward Gallery. And if you mention you heard about her on Because We Make, she'll ship your piece for free in the United States. What are you waiting for? Dress up your home today. And we're back. Because that's what we do. We come back. We always come back. We're like the boomerang show. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> You're like the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Backstreet's back. All right. Oh boy. How many? That might be the first uh, singing we've had on this. I think it is the first. Yeah. How many? Um, nice. How many beers do you think it would take me to start singing on the podcast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's a challenge. I won't tell you how many beers. I've had. <laughs> well, what, I heard one of them crack open, so I know you've had at least two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I didn't know you started with one open. I mean, come on. It's not amateur hour here. We know how it goes. Um, we had, I mean, okay, I'm just going to outright say it. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to, I don't want to offend. I don't mean to offend, but I'm just going to say it. We have some talented freaking people in this audience, and I'm just going to say, I didn't know y'all were this talented. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how I feel every time we get an entry for the Enlighten Us Challenge, and I'm just talking about the ones that we've gotten. Like, I'm I'm not trying to put down the people that sent in entries already, but like every day, well, I wouldn't say every day. I'm not going to be that arrogant, but I would say every couple of days we get another entry, and every couple of days, Ethan and I just go, "Is this real life? Like, what is going on with you people?" Well, and, and and it's not even that. It's not that we underestimate. It's it's people are leveling up, and I think that it, it's true. I mean, and again, it's not that they're leveling up in the sense that they're they're not just doing what their comfort zone is. Right. I think that's what it is. I think we're used to seeing seeing people do a certain thing, and if they did that certain thing, we'd be impressed. But it's not, you know. But this is like people are going out of their comfort zone. They're trying new techniques. They're tackling new things and it's just it, it is amazing and and we've said it before but me and vincent at the you know when we first 
talked about putting on this challenge. We were like, I hope, I hope someone enters. <laughs> someone. <laughs> Just literally someone. someone. Yeah. Like, all right. Like, if we get two to three, I think that's what we said last week. Uh, like, yep. Two to three entries, like, at least we have some. And they're, they're it's, it's amazing. And, and there's a lot more in the pipeline, too, which is, I, I know that are coming, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, we got um, so, word from, we got word from one guy who I'm just like, oh, God, what is he going to do? I know. <laughs> well, that's, and that's what's crazy. It's just like. And I, you but, know, and, and, um, friend of the show, Marion, um, and I were chatting mm-hmm. about this earlier today, and she goes, I don't envy y'all at all no, having to pick no. a winner out of this group. And I'm like, you know, we, and I'm, I'm just going to say it outright, because it's the, it's the elephant in the room, right? When Shane brought in the Jenny phone, it was just like, oh, God. That's the second entry, and I was like, "Well, that, that's that's a problem because that's going to get people to go. I'm I'm just not doing this because but, no, but 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 people have but but people have, and all of them are amazing. Uh-huh. Well, that but see, that's the flip side of it too. It's uh-huh. like then like as soon as they start coming in, there's part of me that was like, I wish we only got three. <laughs> I know this is going to be like it, it. I'm not saying this just because I I truly already I'm like. I have no idea how you and I are going to choose. I kind of like that we... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Grant. This is why you needed to have some sort of criteria ahead of time to help mm-hmm. with judging. Because otherwise, well, it is just yeah. literally going to be the hardest Yes and no, though. But I mean... Well, I think... I think Yes and no. I mean, it's just... you want, you want, want I wanted it to be just so wide open, though. Yeah. You know? I think doing it the way we did it might have been the only way... Okay. So... You know, I don't want to talk too much about the judging process, but if it was just technical merit, it would be really hard for Shane to not just walk away with it. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> it's not so cut and dried because I've seen some things where I go, oh, wow, you know, and it's I'm not going to say he's not going to win. I'm not going to say he is going to win. I'm just going to say that it isn't when he handed it in. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Holy crap. He just ruined the contest. I'm not going to lie. I had that thought. And it's like, now I see the stuff that people are turning in. I'm like, oh, wow, you can actually make cases for other people. And it's, it's great. Like, you got, instead of, it's, people, it's instead of people backing off and going, I'm not going to do it. Right. They're leveling they're, up. Yeah, they're just going after it. And, well, and, That's and, why and, and I've it's, rethought it's, it like three or four or five to <laughs> 700 times. It's exactly <laughs> that reason is that I keep seeing new ones going, well, now my even better version's not even good enough. Yeah, I, well, and, and that's and again, this is why I love these kind of challenges and these types of things because again, you know what? Yeah, everyone that enters would love to win, and I'm sure there's some people that really want to win. But I also think it's 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 building everyone else up, mm-hmm. right? Like it's making Grant, it's making you want to do even better, right? Like I'm sure your initial idea would been what was phenomenal. Like I don't think there's probably anything, you know. It, it was probably amazing, but you want to do even better, and it's just that kind of spark and that community that that makes you want to. I don't know. I, I and, think and there's something. No, to I think it. that's it. I think that's it. I think the response that we've gotten is the kind of response you always hope for. It's like people are like, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get punked. Like I'm gonna do this." And I mean, so I'll give you a good example, right? So Christy, Christy um, dropped the video for hers today. Mm-hmm. And it was what I don't want to say simple because it's, it's beautiful. And I, when she was finished with it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I watched the process of this thing come together. And then I see the final product. And I'm like, oh, man, that is incredible. Like the, Yeah, it, it worked way better than, I mean, it worked even better. Sorry, even better than 
what I thought it would come out as as she was building mm-hmm. it. Like she had a vision, and the whole piece came together in such a spectacular way that all three components—the light, yep. uh, the lampshade, the the structure, and the base—by themselves were beautiful. But combined, they worked together in a way that was way better. Yep. What were you saying, Grant? What I really like about Christie's is that it is something that you could actually use. Mm-hmm. Right, like right. I love right. Shane's. I'm the reason Shane even got into this contest because I said, you like to make lights. Because he makes, like, he, his whole thing is like taking things that are rejected, flipping yeah. them into flipping. stuff, and he makes lights a lot of times. Cause he should make cool. his name, his channel name, something like that, like... Like flip it, reject. <laughs> what an idea! Yeah, you should, you should message him that. What an idea. Anyways, uh, but like the Jenny phone is mm-hmm. cool. It's super, super cool. But it applies to like one percent of people. One percent, even being really generous, it applies to such a small number of people. But that that lamp that Christy made, like, like that can go on just about anyone's mm-hmm. desk. Right, and um, and then or like it's a lot of cabins and stuff too. Like, well, and I think that's and that's part of the challenge too. Again, like the what I did, it's not. Trust me, it's not hanging anywhere in my house, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's not. But 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 again, like that's there's two different avenues. There's there's pieces that are made to uh, to be pieces like actual functional pieces in you know in your decor, and there's pieces which I hope. Uh, mining is included where it inspires a an idea and it's a more of a design than an actual think piece that you'd put in your house. Oh, totally, if that makes sense. And then even so, one of the other so one of our recurring topics on this show is how we cope with with failure. We've right. we've talked about. I think failure, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> we have a lot of failure. Yeah, ironically, failure is the most successful topic that we talk about. <laughs> like because I think that that's the thing that people that we you know that are in our circle that are you know listeners to the show and friends of our friends of ours i think that's what they relate to the most is the failure talk and then sam goes and fails hard and does it just it fails in such an artistic way like he makes the lamp is in a he puts the bulb in a block of resin and it goes exothermic and it makes what looks like somebody dropped a lit light bulb into a bucket of water and it's like, dude, you couldn't have achieved that if you tried to achieve that. And there goes Grant. Um, <laughs> but it's just so. Yeah, I, it's okay. I, I listen. Okay, one thing first. <laughs> I listened to the Priscilla and Luke thing, and I went, "I'm never muting my microphone." <laughs> just in case. Uh, just in case. I, I I guarantee that it has like because I think it was like they had extra people and yeah, it was I a home. They were in the mm-hmm. same house. I don't know what it was. Uh, but also, I love how he took his, the thing. He saw it failing mm-hmm. as it was failing and said, let yeah. me embrace right. the right. fail. Embrace the fail, exactly. Or, and, and don't don't give up on it. Just well, when figure you're, out a way to make it when work. When you're on an icy road and your car is skidding, they always tell you, turn into the skid, not right. out of the skid. Exactly. And that's what he did. Exactly. He turned into the skid with his pro- – and it just yeah. – I'm watching it. I'm watching it and I'm going, I, I don't believe this is working. Like I, I, I would have, mm-hmm. I would have punched out on this. Like I, I would have, I wouldn't have known how to. He just kept going, and because he kept going, he ended up with a damn cool project. And you guys, damn. I mean, even okay, another one, another one. So um, Michael and Brooke released their video yep. today, and it was like, whoa, you guys, <laughs> like, right? Uh, excuse me, not even you guys, just Brooke. That was Brooke's project, and you know, I didn't realize. 
because I saw it going on in her um, in her stories, and then I didn't realize how many actual fails happened in that one project. Like right, the finger right. joints were all breaking, the poplar that she used was brittle, the resin spilled over. It's like wow, everything that could be a pain in the butt about that was a pain in the butt about that, and yet you still cranked out a damn nice project with it. So, well, you know, what, you know what my favorite part of that video was was when she was showing the first prototype with the poplar. She's showing Michael, and he's like, "It's, it's. I think, I think it's ugly." <laughs> that was like, but again, like that was a perfect like. That was their their relationship, their channel. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was like, "I agree." Like, it was just, but that was like so <laughs> hilarious to me. I just like, I could not. It was just, ugh, so good. Uh, but, but again, like, but they took that, and she ended up using them. I mean, that's a, that's the crazy part is like that was a failed project, and she ended up using that as one of the three versions and it worked it looked great i thought it looked great i think they looked i think they looked freaking fantastic yeah and that's what i'm that's what i'm enjoying so much about these like i'm seeing stuff and i'm it's just everything is just so inspired and yeah like i said i knew that we had creative people i knew that we had talented people i knew that we don't have just a bunch of monkeys listening to this podcast i get it but sometimes you get a demonstration of just how creative and amazing your the people around you are and you're just humbled by it. Well, it, it's also I'm humbled by the like by the amount of people that listen and support to the podcast too cuz there's people that are like when when is a when is the challenge end? Yeah. And I'm like, "You actually you listen?" <laughs> like like and it's just it's it's very cool. I, it's, well, it's exactly what I had hoped would happen. <laughs> don't ask Ethan when the challenge ends. Yeah, no, I know. I totally messed that up. Oh. <laughs> I actually, and I told someone, I was like, and, and I was like, I had to go back and be like, uh, actually, it's uh, earlier. Oh, <laughs> worst co-host ever. I'm, you're, you do fine, Ethan. You do fine. <laughs> I mean, you drop the I'm occasional F-bomb, but other than that, you do yeah. fine. <laughs> every, like once every, it's probably, it's probably been like 40 episodes. About 40, yeah. That, yeah, so. it was like the 12, what yeah. was Dave's? It was the 25th. It was episode 25. Okay, so. so. Thirty-four episodes between yeah, F-bombs. That's not bad. That's, that's not a good bad. track record. That's not bad. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, you know what? I actually think I knocked my microphone off because I was starting to go into the F-bomb. <laughs> it was self-preservation. That's why I did it for everyone else. Oh my god! The 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 running joke. The running joke with with you and I and the the clean tag is one of my favorite things. It's like, yeah, Vincent doesn't want to lose his clean tag. Like you're damn right, I don't want to lose my clean tag. My clean tag means everything to me. <laughs> uh, I just we gave up. Like we just we just I drink too much is really what it comes down. Fair to. enough, and you know. <laughs> and then the problem was we would catch it like too late, like you know, an hour before the podcast goes up, we're listening to it and going like, "Well, we got to mark this one explicit." And it's like too late to like re-record, like not re-record, but like re-up. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. let's talk about let's actually talk about clamp because yeah, I want to hear more about because clamp. there was there was no clamp. And well, then yeah, there was Clamp. It's, it's fairly new, but you guys, I mean, you guys have been crushing out episodes, but it's just, it's, I mean, all considering, it's a very new podcast, yeah. right? Well, there was BC, and then there was Clamp. BC? Yeah, I don't remember BC. Clamp. Before Clamp. Ah, what? I'm with you. Ooh. Did I, I gotcha. did I just get schooled? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've been, I don't, it's been going, like, super well like way better than expected how did um, it come about like how do you guys get hooked up so adam uh maker Mackie, he basically just said i want to do a podcast and and he That's said funny and how that works yeah he was just like 
I, I want you to be on it. And I was like, I, I took the Jimmy Duresta advice of uh, say yes to every opportunity. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, and I said yes. Um, and then we started uh, just, you know, randomly started. And we were going to do it every two weeks just because that worked better with schedules. Um, and then we decided, you know, every two weeks just isn't enough. Uh, we have too much to say. And then, you know, as things go on, you're like, oh, every week, that seems like a lot. Like, I haven't done enough between the two weeks to even talk to <laughs> <laughs> weeks. But, uh, no, so we just, he just said, I want to do a podcast. That's how I wanted. One of the things of he said I've always wanted to do is a podcast. Wow, that's awesome. And, and so it's really all Adam's fault. And then because of... So if anyone wants to blame Clamp, it's, it's Adam's So you had, you had a host that wasn't Morley. Mm-hmm. And just because Morley has to do everything, you guys decided, well, you know what? It wasn't working. Uh, John was his name? Richard. I want to say Richard. Richard. I'm sorry. I, you know what? It, I was just getting acclimated to the show, and he was gone. It was like, well, where'd he go? Yeah. So, so you, ended up, you ended up bringing on Morley to replace Richard, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, so Richard is in Hawaii. So the time mm-hmm. zones between Hawaii, uh, like Ottawa, and, and Australia, <laughs> yeah, like, they just didn't work out nicely. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Like, we, we were recording on like Sundays mm-hmm. afternoons at four o'clock, and it just was like a really weird. Oh God! And 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 that even that was like inconvenient for everyone, right? Like it was inc- <laughs> right. exactly. It was right. there wasn't a single person who was happy at the time, <laughs> but but we were all available. Um, so we switched it up to go uh, to change like, and we've been. F- playing around with different times but adam works uh shift work so we kind of like every week kind of go with whatever he's available i'm mm-hmm. pretty much available 24 7 especially during covid but uh and then morley he works 17 jobs but he somehow <laughs> <laughs> but it really worked out with morley so I'd, I, i'd actually met morley um like met uh through the uh, rockler Bentwood plywood challenge. That's how I was. That's how me and him connected too. Right. So he did this like tape dispenser. Yep. Well, um, you did a tape I, dispenser, and I did a tape dispenser. <laughs> yeah. and that's how it all started. And then my tape dispenser wasn't even part of that prod, like that that challenge, because I ended up like not finishing the. Project. What, what was what was the like the text on the thumbnail? I thought it was hilarious. I can't remember what it was though. The, the most expensive tape dispenser ever. Or something, <sighs> something like that. No. It was, I'm gonna find it. You can keep talking. I'll find it. Okay, uh, on my t- thumbnail or his thumbnail? Yeah, no, yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I changed it. I've rotated through, so you can go look for it. But I don't know if it's changed since you last saw it. But right, uh, yeah, it's. I, I had one time like the tape, the tape dispenser that broke my saw, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, really yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, the tape dispenser that broke my saw. That's what. That's the one yeah. I had in mind. Yeah. Right. So I. Uh, yeah, I've tried to bunch youtube like that is one of my favorite projects i really love it it's i can see it right now it's on my desk um and youtube just doesn't want to give it like tape dispensers are not something that apparently youtube wants to recommend to anyone so uh that's the way it is one of those like projects (laughs) yeah that you're just like i'm super proud of this one and how it turned out and like how i took that fail to bring it back to what we were just talking (laughs) about and like turning it around and making the fail the feature piece of the of the project, and uh, yeah, but you <laughs> so you meet care. you get all together and you start doing a podcast and you're enjoying it and 
all of a sudden, you and I, you and I have a little conversation, and it was a running, a quick little quip, and I'm like, let's have a race to see who could get Jimmy on first. Oh yes, yes, and that was and a so, good one. By the way. Who could get Jimmy on the first? I was like, okay, I have to think about it. And I was actually, I had this conversation with my wife. I'm like, got to figure out the right way to approach Jimmy, what we could talk about. And then I, while I'm talking to her, I'm not even joking. I was talking to my <laughs> wife. I get a message on Instagram going, you're never going to believe who's coming on our podcast. I'm like, stop it. And he sent me a screenshot of the conversation. I'm like, well, they won that one. They got Jimmy. <laughs> Vincent, I'm telling you, if, if I drop off the podcast, you'll get Vinny, uh, Jimmy on. It really I'm is. The, the, it's the curse. curse. I'm, it's the Jimmy curse. You, I have, I'm a Jimmy curse. You are a Jimmy repellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's so fun. So I was, really, I was really happy for you guys because I feel like... No, that's awesome. I feel like yeah. getting... And we've had... I, I'm, you know, we know... I'm kind of proud of who we've had on the show. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, we never get good guests. We get really good guests. We We're Grant, very lucky. We got you got Ethan. Yeah, you have the Grant Alexander. Oh, God. Right. The Grant Alexander. Could Ethan you Carter have gotten designs. anyone bigger? Right. <laughs> we got the, was it the second Canadian we've ever had on the show? Yeah. Um, actually, really, technically the first. I was going to say, it's technically the first because Morley's technically not Canadian. Technically. Oh, yeah. He's, no, he's, he's like more Cape Cod than yeah. <laughs> But, no, but it was really, it's really cool, like, when you're starting out your podcast and... And you get your first crap your pants guest. And I, I, I started out this show getting nothing but crap my pants guests because I was doing it by myself. And I was just like, I'm just going to roll the dice and ask. Why the hell not? So you get the yes. And what's your first thought when he says yes? Like, what, is, what starts going through your mind? Well, so I, we were uh, going on a bike ride with, uh, like, my son in the little, like, chariot thing behind my bike. And my wife, and we're going to go see, like, the geese that we go and check on, like, every day. And I get there, and, like, I take out my phone, and I get the yes. And I'm like, I just, like, I went, well, now I need a change of pants. Because <laughs> that was just so exciting. Anyways. Uh, but, no, I was just, like, I, I'd met him once before, and I'd emailed him uh, after meeting. Because his, his advice was always, like, look for opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is an opportunity. I just met you. I We had, like, a bunch of exchanges. Um, I was, uh, he had, like, pointed me out in the crowd to ask the first question because no one was asking oh, questions awesome. at his little, like, Q&A because mm -hmm. we had chatted. And I guess he looked and went, that guy with the beard, he looks like he could ask a question. <laughs> I didn't ask a good one. But, uh, um, yeah, so I went, like, after that, I was like, I'll just email him and just be like, if you got any tips, let me know. So I emailed him and I said, you know, check out my channel. And he just basically wrote back. He he, he subscribed. He uh, he commented on that video, on my latest video, and then he he wrote back and just said, cool. "Keep it up." And I went, "That's that's good enough." Like that's awesome. Jimmy saying, "Keep it up." That's, says, that's, right. Yeah. You know, a, a million things. Right. Um, and so I basically took like I went. I replied to that email thread. And just went. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say, "We we met. Can you be on my podcast?" And and Jimmy is. One of the nicest and most gracious people I think I've ever met. Um, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, he is right. And and he just went yes. So I, I I I had a feeling like if I had asked him and if it somehow got through his sixteen million unread emails and he read it, <laughs> I went. There's a good chance that he'll say yes. You hit but one it, of his. Was, hit, you hit the right computer. <laughs> he hit his email. Right he had his email time. computer on that day. <laughs> yeah, he had his email. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
That was great. That was it was such a it was such a good episode. I mean, it was you know it was good because Jimmy's able to carry an episode, so it worked out, and it was kind of cool that he got Morley to um, change his name. So basically, <laughs> you got you got a review that that review. I mean. So, you know, we spent a lot of time, was it last week or the week, the last week talking about reviews. And mm-hmm. so one of the reviews that the, the negative review that we got was actually, was a friend of yours, wasn't it? Like a guy you knew, was it the, the first one that we got? And he was like, he likes the show. He just kind of, we ended up having a miscommunication about what the show right. was like. It wasn't me. And he said, we, whatever. Anyway, he yeah. said, we don't, we don't let the guests talk enough. And then. And then this guy comes on and says, good, Jimmy's back must be hurting from carrying the show so much. And I was just like, Grant and I are just in the Discord just laughing like crazy because it's like, so I'm getting criticized for not shutting up. And Grant's getting criticized for talking too much. You can't win. This is the internet. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. the internet. And I I just thought it was such a great... So yours was like a one-star review and ours was like a five-star review. And I thought it was really funny. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. (laughs) Because I think the guy was trying to be funny and... In my case, and it, it was a little bit funny, but in your case, I think it was a guy who just didn't under like who was like who didn't stick around. It's like you said, like mm-hmm. the guy he didn't stick around to hear the post uh, commercial break aspect where you actually get into the the good conversation with Wesley in that episode. Yeah. Like a re- Anyways. Got, and that's the crazy thing. You've went over this like a hundred times on the podcast. Yeah. Let's not delve back into. But that it's one. funny. It's it is funny. It is funny because sometimes you know. I even on like TV shows like I don't punch out before the episode's over because you never know. Like sometimes Beth and I are watching this show on Amazon Prime now called Absentia. I got to tell you, it's it's a completely stupid show. It's completely stupid. I I saw that and I was like, "Eh." The the characters don't act rationally. They just don't. They've. I mean, we're in season three, which is the most recent season that just dropped like a couple of weeks ago. So we'll have at least a couple of months before the next season, and. In the first season, I paused it and I looked at her. I said, you know what I can't stand about this show? That the characters don't behave like a rational person would behave at any point on the show. Like, they just don't. There's no rational behavior happening on the show. But even that notwithstanding, had I punched out at the first batch of completely ridiculous, easy for me to say, complete ridiculousness, (laughs) I wouldn't have enjoyed the show. The simple fact is that if I can just ignore the complete idiotic behavior of the characters, it is a good show. It's an entertaining show. It's a show I've really gotten to enjoy. But man, you don't punch out before it's over. At least let it go and then criticize the whole body of work. And I can understand. Like, So that's when I look at my YouTube analytics and I go, like, I can get like, okay, I clicked on this by accident. So the first 10 seconds, anyone who right. jumps out the first 10 seconds, I go, I get it. I clicked on a video by accident. Right. Like I was right, trying to click right. somewhere else and like, oh, my touch screen and like I slipped the phone. <laughs> I clicked the wrong video. Oops. Right. I've totally thumbs down a video by accident too. So I corrected that very quickly. Like, oops, I didn't mean to thumbs down. I've never thumbs down a video. Anyways, I get that. But I get the. I don't understand who gets to halfway through my video. And just go. Oh, no, that was enough. <laughs> well, and and then and then and then and then is like I hated it so much that I'm gonna 
like I'm gonna spend. I watched your video for a minute and a half. I'm gonna spend the next ten minutes <laughs> writing a horrible review. Oh my god! Like a scathing review. Yeah, right? you, so I've seen. I've actually seen negative comments on videos that it took longer to read than to watch the actual video. Oh, yeah, it's sure. like, I'll how is that, that even yeah. human? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you okay, bro? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people, and you know, I love. I do love jimmy's um philosophy and you know all the others like just just kill them with kindness you know mm-hmm. just kill them with uh, over the top and i was really i was really embarrassed for myself a couple of weeks ago because someone on someone on twitter just rubbed me the wrong way and i just went at them like i went at them in a way i've not gone at anyone on twitter in probably about three or four years like i'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. like because I mean, you follow me on socials. You know my behavior on social now. I'm much calmer than I. I mean, you don't. You didn't know the old me, and that's probably. For, but no, for you better. told me. You've yeah, told I've me. had my moments. I've seen. I've seen the interviews on, <laughs> on national news. I have had my moments. <laughs> I, I'm not going to deny. I'm not going to pretend that I have a clean internet history. But man, I went off on this guy, and then I see. In the old days, I used to go off on people and feel good about it. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. got them. This, I felt awful. I was like, why did you just do that? Like, I don't think that, and it was just really, and I'm not even going to, I'm not going to make excuses, but I was just having a really crap day. And the guy just hit me at the wrong time. Like, right, right. And I realized at that moment, and this is not some deep life lesson, but I'm just saying, I realized at that moment how easy it is to give right. in to when that, you hit those right. moments. You know, those negative comments, those crap reviews, all that stuff that you get, you're like, oh, what the hell's wrong with this guy? F that guy, right? But, you know, sometimes it, people are having a crap day and you just happen to be the one that catches hell for it. Right. Well, and, and again, I say this in a way that I don't mean this. It, like, it's those are the moments where you have to step away yeah. because of that. And And I say that in the sense that I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, Oh, I don't, I do that. Cause I don't always do that. But, but that's like, that's why you have to step away. And it's, it's like, if you can find this, some way to like make yourself realize that, that that's so beneficial mm-hmm. because you're right. Like, it's just, it's they're they're They may be giving you a shitty review or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it rubs you the wrong way. Maybe not. Sometimes, sometimes they're just misunderstood. But either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't benefit right. you to respond, I, right? I'll like, say this. I'll say this though, and I employed it. So our good friend Austin got a really just a just an awful hit and run review um, comment on his um, on one of his YouTube videos, and I was just like, okay, here's how you handle this. And I just went at the guy, and I went at him <laughs> in the nicest way possible. I said, you know, in the community, we would kind of expect something more than, you know, this sucks. We'd, I don't like it. Why don't you offer some creative and, you know, constructive criticism? This way he can figure out a way that he can improve, et cetera, et cetera. I, kind of, right. I just went at him in the most con, calm and kind and logical way. That's amazing. And you know what he right. ended up doing? He went, you're right. Here's what I didn't yep. like about the video. And he, all right, whether you agree with him or not, he did go back and and kind of rethink yeah. his position he wasn't nasty he rewrote the comp and it's like wow okay see this is why you do it this way because that guy is probably that guy even if he still stands by his original comment by elaborating on why he's backtracking right well the the other thing too is what i what i first of all what i love is when the community 
plays the battle for oh for yeah hundred percent because that's because again that then it it becomes less personal as it should I think you know it's like because because we take things personal. we do so it's it, so it, it becomes more more subjective when other people are well, pointing out but whatever but regardless too and and we said this before I've said this before on you know I've gotten very few bad comments but. Uh, when I have, I I did that. I did sim- something similar. Like, well, what would you have done differently? Like, clearly, you don't agree with the avenue I mm-hmm. went, and you don't like my design style, uh, my design decision in that aspect. What would you do differently? And then he wrote a huge long thing and explained it, and it was like, okay, I still don't agree. I you know I don't agree, but it 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 went from something being a horrible kind of crappy comment to to his his opinion versus right. mine and like that, that's a healthier that's a way healthier I f- uh conversation i feel like i feel like that that's i mean you know when people leave a negative comment on this podcast this you know it would be the same to me this podcast and i've said it a million times this podcast is my baby and if you want to mm-hmm. i feel like if you want to hurt me hurt me by by ragging on this podcast it'll hurt me more than pretty much anything you could crap on my youtube channel crap on my instagram crap all right, over right. my but this, this this is the this, this is my you, thing right? like this is what i'm and i'm right. i'm probably a little bit overly sensitive about this show and fine whatever i'm i'll admit it and i'll own it right right but now i've kind of you know after that exchange i had on twitter the other day it was like wow you know i'm just i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna do that anymore i'm just like wow i understand i finally had a moment where i finally felt bad about going at somebody even though they deserved right. it they deserved it they unequivocally yeah, right. deserved it i still felt bad right. i was like wow that's just right. not well, exactly and it is it worth yeah. it that's not the right. me i want to project to the world yeah exactly right. and i think that's yeah. a big thing to think about is what do you want to project to the world mm-hmm. so right. i want to now, read you my first negative comment i ever got on youtube wow okay my response cool yeah awesome so it's a it's actually so it's a maker mackie uh, has this awesome thing where he does one-hour builds. Oh, I thought you I were say it was he, him. He, he la- yeah, <laughs> left the bad review. No, I was like, wow. That would be really funny. So in the one-hour builds, it's also the, the, the only video that Jimmy Dressa has ever watched of mine. <laughs> making a mallet in under one hour. Okay. Um, the Very comment cool. is, looks ridiculous, absolutely no style, and is promoting, and, oh, sorry, and promoting alcohol consumption in a shop is irresponsible. <laughs> DIY hack. <laughs> Now, uh, there's lots of videos where I drink while it's doing something. It's usually like hand sanding or like if I'm hand sanding or sanding in general, I'm pretty sure I can handle sanding and beer <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> right, um, right. This one, I actually went through and went, is there beer in the background of any of these shots? Was I doing table soap cutting while drinking a beer? I didn't think I did. <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> at the end of all my videos... I hold up the finished project and say, cheers, and have a great day. It's like, once you're done a project, you celebrate with a drink. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Anyways, whatever. I don't really care. Uh, I went, this is my response. Thanks for being my first negative comment. I appreciate your honesty and candor. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Just, Beautiful. That's all it needs to go. I don't need to say anything more. Right? Just thank you. Right? Like, what right. else am I going to say to that person? Well, like, I've said it a million times. Uh, Bettina's dad's favorite saying is, no one in the history of time has ever been in the middle of a fight and arguing and been, like, stopped and been like, you know what? 
you're right. <laughs> like, that like that doesn't happen in the heat of a heat of a fight. So why bother? Um, yeah, no, it, yeah, I don't know. It's just there, there's better things. That's to not do. what I first wrote out. Definitely not what I first wrote out. <laughs> no, exactly. I right. first wrote out some really nasty things, and then I went, no, no, I don't want to project. Like you said, yeah. I don't want to project myself in that way. Like that's not how I want to be. I want to be a nice person. I, I, I think I'm a nice One, person. I, I still, I still love uh, Jimmy's uh, like when he was talking about one of the podcasts. But he's like, yeah. Whenever I get those comments, I just like I heart them. And he's like, and then the brand, like I had a brand contact me and say, you got to stop hearting the negative comments. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's like so funny and such a Jimmy thing. He's like, he's just like messing with these people, and the brands are like, you can't do that, Jimmy. Like this is they're negative comments about our brand. One of the things, so one of the things I think that I, so I made a conscious decision. I I deleted pretty much all my old old social media. And mm-hmm. what I did keep, I was I only kept what I was able to rebrand to my my quote company name, and I feel like that tempered me a lot, because it's like that's not Vincent Ferrari commenting on something that's handmade by Vincent Ferrari commenting on something. It's a very different thing, you know. It's like I don't want my business to be oh that's the angry internet guy and he has he makes stuff. Who cares? I don't want it to be that. I've worked. I don't want to say I've crafted an image because this is me. I am being me, but I don't want it to be, oh, the angry internet guy does woodwork and jewelry. No, it's it's like, oh, that's Vincent Ferrari. He's supportive. He's positive. He's nice to people. He he helps in the community. He helps out his friends. He does. He promotes people that are doing good work. I want that reputation. That's the reputation I want. And any time that I'm going to ruin that reputation, I have to stop and go, no. You, you don't get another well, shot at this. You cannot do that. Well, so, Vincent, I think that's spot on. I think, um, I, and for you, it was changing your, you know, your brand's name. But what, what you're saying, though, I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, is you became a brand versus a person. Mm-hmm. And the brand, and a brand has to be careful yeah. about those things or has to be thoughtful about those things. And I agree with you. I think it's it's a different thing when you when you're when you have a personal let's say personal Twitter account, totally. right? You can, you know, voice your whatever opinions and stuff like that because it's not really affecting anything. If people don't agree with you, it's your whatever, it's your personal thing. But when you have a brand tied to that it's a whole different ballgame. You it's a whole different ballgame and it and it has implications for sales and totally and followers and subscribers and all those things and so yeah it is it is an important thing to think about and i think even if you don't have a brand per se like that's something really important to think about is what are you if you're trying to trying to be accessible to the most people possible you got to think about your persona and your brand's persona being accessible to as as many and that's you know mock me for the clean tag till the cows come home no. but that's another example right. of it right, right. like yeah. i don't want this mm-hmm. to be a podcast that when someone's in the car they don't know if they can listen to it with their kid mm-hmm. in the car you know I, that's right. not to say that there's i listen to podcasts with content that would make your ear hairs curl that it's so right. horrifically vulgar i do i mean there's some well, com- again, comedy it, podcasts it, 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 that are horrific and, and we said before we swear we swear all the time as people but this podcast right? this podcast but it's a different thing as a podcast it's not the right? place it's just not the place right. and that's another thing you know learning the importance of venue you know like and 
I, I can adapt very easily to, I used to have a lot of trouble not swearing. Like when I used to do podcasts, they were just vulgar as hell, right? But now it's like, mm-hmm. no, I can pretty much do, I can do hours without swearing. And even at, even like at work where, you know, profanity, I work with, I don't know, anyone who works with a, with a large Indian population will tell you, if you work with a large Indian population, profanity is not a thing. It's just not a thing. It's just nothing is it's F F F F F F F F F F F F F and you just kind of fall into it. I don't even do that at work. Like I just I don't. I've I've kind of erased it. In my personal life with my friends, yeah, I do. I do, right? But even I've just I don't know, I've programmed myself. I've programmed myself and maybe that's the best thing that's come out of being part of this community is wanting to having a certain image that you want to project. And it's not a fake image. It's there, you know, Jason Jason Stapleton, you know, here's his mention, also Bruce Ulrich, but <laughs> Jason Stapleton, who has, says this all the time, is like being, being a, you know, when you realize that you are your brand, when you realize that you're right. your brand, then you start realizing what you need to consciously project of yourself. It's, it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of being fake. It's a matter of being selective. Right. It's a matter of right. se- yeah. It's selective. That's a yeah. Point. It's yeah. it's not it's not 100%. this isn't me. It's a this is the um, this is the part of me that I feel is good for public consumption versus this is the part of me that I'm going to keep for myself and my close friends and well and again I it, like you said that's not I think that's important to say that it's not mm-hmm. fake like you're not being someone that you're not it's just you're you're portraying the part of you that's real it's a real part mm-hmm. of you that excludes these other yep. pieces, right? Have, so. have you guys ever watched Trailer Park Boys? No. He d- ironically uh, Jason talks bit, about yes. it all the time. He loves Trailer Park Boys. So there's an episode that the the main guy inject their trailer trash like to the nth degree Canadian though. Um, but uh, they the the whole premise is they're they're in court and the judge is like if you keep swearing, I'm gonna throw you out. And he convinces the judge, Star Trek style, you know, like, you know, you know, oh, I'll allow it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he convinces the judge. He says, if I can't swear and I can't smoke, I'm effed. And obviously <laughs> doesn't say effed. But I, 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 I muted myself for that. But I just always think about it like, there, you know, when talking about whether or not to, to have profanity, um, some people, that's just how they speak. Mm-hmm. And by trying to change them in some ways, sometimes it's very difficult. And it makes it so that they can't even express themselves in a way that makes it, you know, reasonable. Anyways, well, that, yeah, that was they're, obviously they're, like Trailer Park Boys is a extreme example of ridiculousness, but it's well, one of those things. But if it gets to that extent, and again, I'm I think then at that point, then you shouldn't sell, uh, censor yourself because you shouldn't have well, a clean tag podcast because then it's then you are truly changing but who let's, you are like let's pull this back man. well you, let's pull it back a little bit because it doesn't even have to be profanity so i'm going to give you a really good example that i heard on one of my favorite podcasts not clamp sorry grant even though it is one of my favorites um it's the uh, because of <laughs> the make ideas reality podcast um justin white's podcast and he had on emil um, Emil, I'm not trying to pronounce his last name, screw it, but Emil, the, the practical engineer. And one of the questions that he asked Emil, which I thought was great because I was wondering myself, is he went back to doing his videos only in Dutch. He doesn't do them in English yep. anymore. 
And he said, why do you do your, um, why do you do your videos? Why did you start, or why did you go back to doing your videos only in Dutch? And Emil said, I can speak English. He said, but what was happening was the English was becoming a barrier to me communicating my ideas to my audience. So what's, what I, the reason it made me think of that is because it's the same with, you know, if you have to constantly be aware of how you're speaking, then, and that becomes a barrier to how you're actually able to communicate, then maybe then you really shouldn't be trying to run it. You right. shouldn't try to keep the clean tag. That's a really good point, Grant. Right. I, no, I, I really, right. you know, I never looked at it that way, but when you, the way you put it made me think of him when he said that to Justin. He said the same thing. He just was talking about the language barrier. He said, now I subtitle all my videos so you can read yep. them in English, but when I'm talking to people, I'm speaking Dutch. And I speak Dutch because there's no barrier from thought to expression. And I was like, wow. It, it's so funny, Vincent, because you know, you know I'm a, an Emil fan mm-hmm. way before he's made that mm-hmm. switch. And he made that switch after WorkbenchCon, so I'm, I, I would love to know if that if there was something that happened because it was right after that. So I'm wondering if he I wonder. to someone. But anyways, yeah, it was um, that was a really. By the way, if and if you guys aren't listening to um, if you guys aren't listening to Make Ideas Reality, I, I don't even know what you're doing with your life. I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna get introduced. And one of the things I love about what Justin's doing with that podcast is that he has introduced me to so many people that I had never heard of. And granted, there are people I know. You know, Andy Andy Berkey was on, Tyler Bell was on, Lindsay Murphy was on. These are people I know, right? But then he introduced, um, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to say he introduced me to people, and I can't remember her name, the, the woman who does the engraving, which I didn't know about until I saw her, until I heard her on the podcast. Um, he just had the guy from Hillview... Was it Hillview, the guy that makes the tools? Tony Rollo. Tony Rollo. Thank you. Jesus. I am so bad with name recall when it gets... The later it gets <laughs> okay. in the podcast, that, the less... That is the one one... I'm going to give you that one. That is the only time I've ever remembered it. <laughs> and you're what? Four yeah, you're beers like, in and you like remembered me, it. So kudos to you. Six. <laughs> why, don't we, um, why don't we switch over to video of the week? Um, because this is a really... This is one of those situations where worlds are starting to collide on us. Um, so I'm sitting there on my YouTubes and I kind of had an an inkling that this was coming because I kind of got teases in Instagram stories from both of these people, but apparently, um, Justin maybe decided we have a lot of Justins that we deal with. Jesus Christ. But so Justin maybe was a, I think it was a Chris Cowdog. It was his thing of the week. Well, I went back and watched the video and I still, to this day, and I've talked to Justin about this and I actually still feel terrible that I said this and I can't get out. I'll never get over it. I, that was the episode where I said, oh, so he's basically doing what I originally envisioned for Because We Make, but he's doing it on video. And I never felt worse. And I said it and I dropped the episode and, and in fact, in the episode, I also said, because he put it in his stories, I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about this guy. And it's like, oh, Christ, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm, I'm killing this guy, and it's not cool. But um, he, did, he did a really amazing, amazing video with a friend of the show who was a guest on the show, mm-hmm. Brandy Obey. And wow, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. So, so yeah, again, so people that don't know Just, Justin... And we talk again. If you, if you clearly have not been listening to the podcast long enough, you don't. But <laughs> um, no, but uh, Justin does like he's a, a photographer, a videographer, a documentarist, and he's just he's phenomenal at that. And what he's been doing is doing um, like documentary, like docu series, or not documentaries, mm-hmm. 
but mini versions on the Maker community and uh, for his YouTube channel. And, and yeah, Vincent, man, he is he is talented beyond. I can't even I, put it in there was there. I'm not a cinematography guy. I'm not a I'm not a film guy. I'm not that guy. You know, the closest no. I've gotten to gushing over someone's like shooting ability is Mary Lou because I just love Mary yeah. Lou's videos. <laughs> I just yeah. love the way she shoots them. And she, you know, when right. she was on and she told us, it's, a, it's an yeah, when she was on, she yes, told us right. she went to film school. I was like, of course, right. of course. Yeah. And now it makes it all starts to come together, right? Justin, Justin did a video for the ages talking to Brandy. Mm-hmm. Like he, we, he dove into her personal life. He dove into the work that she did, the work that she does. And I'm going to tell you something that made me feel really good, dude, is as they're talking, I heard, you know, I kind of heard like the conversation that we had with her in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the documentary. Yep. I was like, okay, so we, we, we must've hit the right marks. You know, we, totally. and I didn't realize how that staircase like the yeah. close-up shots of it's like oh wow i never really appreciated how incredible that staircase was until that video like here here's here's the thing i love about brandy mm. too is brandy like brandy on social media platform is she doesn't have a huge following and and she'll be the first to admit it. i'm not saying i'm not you know putting that she would be the first she doesn't have the huge like she doesn't have huge numbers she doesn't have a huge youtube channel like she's not like a big quote-unquote player in the maker and content creator mm-hmm. space but but everyone i've ever met that has met her or has been introduced to her just has been blown away by her talent and you know her abilities and and just her personality mm-hmm. too and I think that's like, and Justin captured that in this video in a way that I, I can't, obviously I can't explain. Like it's, she, he, he just captured her, like her presence, her abilities, her awesomeness and her ability. I don't know. It's just amazing. That's the sign of, that's a sign of a good um, short documentary maker. Cause there are a lot of these short documentary types and someone who can real, real, really capture like a person's essence in a short film like that. It's just fantastic. And I, you know, we, Justin, you went from, uh, I don't know who you are to I'm a huge fan. And this is a really, <laughs> this is just exceptional. I mean, it's just, it's exceptional. Yeah. It, it, that's the only word for it. I hate, you know, I mean, I get, I get accused of gushing and kissing ass. I get it. And I understand it, but sometimes people's work just knocks me on my butt. Like, okay. So, and I'll give you an example how good it is. So Beth was watching it with me and she's like, this is, this is really good. Like she even said, she goes, "This is really good." I was like, "Yeah, this is this is amazing." Like, if this was a weekly series on like a on like Discovery Channel, and it was like a half hour to an hour long every week, like I would watch this. It it like it was just fantastic. It's already twelve minutes, well, so it only <laughs> needs to be a couple more minutes with all the commercial breaks. You're really eleven minutes more, and you got a, You got a half hour series. I mean, it's just it was well. So, and again, I I, I hate comparing things to two things because i don't want to compare them but i'm going to <laughs> i hate doing this um, but here's me doing this but i'm gonna go for me, it here's me doing it no but and i i said this to you vincent i've said that to to both of them as well is that i'm a huge fan of the craftsman legacy mm-hmm. the book you is love the, the book, book is freaking amazing the book is amazing and and the uh show i is great i, I it's it's great it's not fantastic and it so 
this video had that vibe, but what I wished that that show could have mm-hmm. done, if that makes sense. It had better pacing, better storylines, more about the person, not just about the thing. It, it was just, it was really, really well done. And it, like I said before, I could imagine this being a highly produced, like PBS, but like, like really good PBS yep. produced show. And it was done by one guy, and I think that's so phenomenal. And it just goes to show you how talented this I guy feel is, like so. I feel like there's a movement in our community, and I love it. And the movement is to people, not projects. And yep. I yeah, for sure. absolutely yeah. am 100%. loving this yep. more than anything else because I just feel like that's where the interest is. I don't think it's in the things that people make. I think that's secondary to who these people are. There's some right. people. And the passion behind yeah. it, yeah, right. yeah. So I, my, I get, my eye gets caught by projects. Mm-hmm. I stick around for people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the big for Perfect me. That's brand. the difference. That's exactly yeah. It. yeah, no, that's yeah. exactly yep. that's exactly it. The people, the project yep. draws you in. The people keep you there. That's that's it. If the people suck, the projects don't matter. You're just not going to watch. Right. There's some people that I don't watch anymore because it's I just kind of went. I don't care. I don't like your like attitude towards a project. Like it doesn't matter if you made the the thing I wanted to make the most, mm-hmm. and I want like I'm I'm actually googling that exact term, and it comes up, and it's <laughs> I'll go to the next one. It's it's so funny that you say that because like there is someone who's big in our mm-hmm. community. I'm not gonna say, but mm-hmm. Vincent knows exactly because mm-hmm. we feel the same way yeah, about the I same feel, person, which is I, great. Oh my gosh, you're. Spot on Grant. Like, I can't stand... I don't even like their Instagram posts anymore because I just... I can't stand the person, even though... To, I mean, to the be work fair, is gorgeous. The, the projects that the projects that they do are phenomenal. I just can't stand the person. Yeah. You're right. Why do you talk about Paul Jackman like that? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh. oh. No. I know. By oh, the way... Oh, it's David Vajuno. By... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, the guy you were it, just fanboying it, about, like, five minutes I, ago. Yeah, it's, it's... It's... Yeah, it's Paul Jackman... Dave and Jimmy DeResta and Johnny Builds and Mike Clifford. I just I can't stand their that them as well. Technically, nice. Johnny Lambert's never been on the podcast, so we're fine. That's true. That's true. That's true. Jesus. But no. Oh, real quick though, do you guys see Paul? Jackson I haven't yet. I'm going to watch it. I'm literally have it queued up to watch right. after this podcast. It's 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 cool. I mean, it, again, it's like an intro video, but I'm just so excited for him. I'm, Me too. When he was it talking, is, it's so weird yeah. though. He made the point. I watched it. Uh, I watched it earlier today. He made the point that it's gonna be weird for our viewers because we're we are all used to seeing him in like a super tight space. But yeah, he've always filmed in a way that made his garage look way bigger. Like I've oh, got a two car garage. I have twice as much space as he has. And, and you can't get the same, like, angles, right? Right, and I just go, I can't video yeah. the way he does, like, I don't know, yeah. I never realized how small his shop was until he did the parting shot of this one, and I was like, yeah. are you yeah. kidding me? That's how small, yeah. like, I knew it was small. I expected it to be, like, one-car garage small. I didn't expect it to be, like, storage shed small. <laughs> right. Well, but but I think it is going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it, it is going to take him... A little while, I think. Uh, this is my to get to get. Uh, I don't know, like a a taste for the angles and the shots that make him comfortable because he's not used to that. I think it. I think it will be interesting to watch how he uh, transitions to the. Bigger I think it's going to be fantastic. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be. Imagine amazing. the it's scale of his projects though. now. Forget about. Oh my god. Well, and just even the so, if you watch it, 
even the intro to this video is just so Paul Jackman like hilarious <laughs> and I'm so excited that he's he's got his old shop teacher which mm-hmm. I think is I loved when he was telling amazing. that story on the show. I thought that was freaking oh, fantastic. Totally. And 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 this guy's going to be part he's going to be working in a shop and he's like it's fantastic. And then and then his buddy that was in the class with him is also going to be working there. I think that's it. I'm just I'm super excited. <laughs> I think it's going to be really really exciting. But I am also very ex- uh, curious to see how he transitions to a different kind of format because I think it is going to have a different totally. Feel. I, so I also like I've met him once, but he just seems so like approachable and like down nicest to earth. guy ever, Grant. Yeah, nice he was cracking ever. jokes yeah. with he, me on the show like he knew me forever, and it was just the most disarming yeah. thing I've ever seen. It was amazing. <laughs> Seriously, great. I, I know he's, he's one of the nicest guy. guys. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be the guy sharing a place with someone mm-hmm. because I just know that wouldn't happen. Like right. I'd be like, "How do you keep leaving your shit on the?" <laughs> right, right, right. I swore, right. damn it. Right. We allow a fleeting well, s. Part, part, part of this video is them uh, them discussing kind of that kind of stuff like that. So the video is seventeen minutes long and. First seven minutes is like a, a tour of the new shop, and then the last ten minutes is just him and Mac talking about things, and like, it's basically kind of like that. It's like, are we gonna be able to get along? And they're like, well, we're gonna have our own space, and we, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's really so, the... that video, we are absolutely gonna have it. We're gonna have it in the show notes, and just uh, we don't usually do this, but just so you know, Justin's gonna be on the show next week, so. We don't usually pre-announce guests, but we he was actually going to be on this week, but he's traveling, so um, he's actually going to come on next week. So we nice. will have Justin on to talk about what he's doing and the work he's done. It's just going to be fun to have. Just going to be fun. It'll be a fun, different angle, too, yeah. because he's he's peripheral to the maker community, yeah. but very also at the same time very emerged in it. And it's gonna, I think that's that'll be an interesting yep. angle. Very. You know? And someone to have someone that's not... We, we do like, believe it or not, we do like having non-quote makers on the show. So we just don't well, get the opportunity to talk and, to them a lot. And Pruitt and... Yeah. They, they if, he, if he doesn't mention Carly Rae Jepsen the entire time... Then I'll be very sad. Well, so Grant, my favorite part, not my favorite part, but what cracked me up the most is at the very end. So Brandy and her sisters, Uh um, they play music and they're phenomenal musicians. They all can sing. They can play guitar. And and the end of like the credits to his video about Brandy is they like wrote a rendition of Call Me Maybe. Nice. And it's hilarious. So. Well, so, I, haven't, I haven't watched the video yet, but I'm going to watch it as soon as we finish this. But yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that aspect of it, because Carly Rae Jepsen is one, Canadian, and two, amazing. <laughs> I didn't yep, know she was Canadian, she but Canadian. that makes sense, because Canadians make great singers. Yeah, like Avril yeah but they also have Brian Adams. <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> sure, Brian, Brian Adams. There's nothing wrong with Brian Adams. Um, let's do, let's get some, uh, I didn't realize how long we've been talking, but oh, it's been a long <laughs> wow. time. Holy let's do some, uh, let's do some things of the week. So we always let the guests go first and Grant, you've had plenty of time. So come up with a thing of the week. Let's go, buddy. All right. So my thing of the week is going to be dust collection. All right. I'm going to just, just generally speaking, having a vacuum or some sort of dust collector attached to whatever you're doing. So I've been doing a lot of sanding of, uh, paint work on a fiberglass trailer that's basically what i've been doing all week and uh halfway through it i i took off the little bag that comes on the the 
the sander, the random orbit sander, and I and I duct taped because it's a Dewalt, mm-hmm. so you need to buy a stupid <laughs> yes like adapter instead of it being like a normal size. You need to buy a special Dewalt adapter for it, and I didn't have the adapter, so I just duct taped my vacuum hose to the to the end of it, and wow. <laughs> I, I stopped needing to have to wear my mask. It was just so much better. Dust collection is, cool. yeah. is what I feel like I is. like some the dust pan that I just I just <laughs> pick things up with after it. That's not sufficient. I'll tell you. I'll tell you if you and 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 if you're using a shop vac like a straight up shop vac like even a high output a high output one. Oh yeah, it, it's um, still yeah. Get yourself the Oneida Dust Deputy. It's worth the money because I haven't had to empty my shop vac in two years but i've emptied the bucket on this thing like three or four times like it's it makes a huge huge difference and it'll suck up every bit of dust and you won't be changing the filter in your um shop vac fifty thousand times so i I had a cheap little shop vac like 25 dollar one off of amazon and i tried to suck up uh concrete dust no that was the last time it it doesn't doesn't do anything it all does is just take it and spray it everywhere (laughs) because it's so fine that it just sprays your entire shop with with concrete. And really, dust. what could go wrong doing that? Like that sounds fine. The, the worst <laughs> is drywall yeah, no, dust. It, drywall dust, gypsum oh, dust yes. is the yeah, absolute yeah. worst. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it'll clog um, up a, a vacuum or a dust. Whatever you're it, doing, it'll clog it up immediately. You'll including your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> including <Yeah>. your lungs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, good one. Yeah. No dust collection. It's the one thing we don't. Pay. I feel like it's the one thing we don't pay enough attention to until you realize, like, oh, there's a thin layer of dust on everything. All right. Maybe I need yeah, to uh, I need look to into pay that. More to that. Yeah. Ethan, you have a thing of the week. I'm assuming. Yeah, I can go quick. Um, so my thing of the week. I feel like again, <laughs> I, I said this before, but I don't think it's the most original idea. But uh, it's it's meaningful to me. So my thing of the week is Ryobi tools. And what, why I chose Ryobi tools is not because they're the best tools ever. I they're, I just I love the versatility of the tools that they offer with the mm-hmm. batteries. So there are so many options. Um, and so my biggest thing in my shop right now is I, I just don't have enough outlets. I really don't. Like so every time like I have I have two outlets in my entire shop, and you can plug enough things into a power cord, but if you plug powerful things in there it pops the circuit right and so i i just can't find enough uh circuits uh enough outlets for what i need so anytime i can find a way around that is awesome so this past weekend i hooked up my i have a i got actually i got a shop vac um that works off of a bat uh, off of one of the ryobi 18 volt batteries and it works fantastic and it fits right underneath my bandsaw stand and it's phenomenal. So I can charge the batteries in another room with outlets, and that thing works for for hours. Like it really is. It, it, the the life of the battery is fantastic. So that's awesome. And then also above my leather working station, I had no way of getting a light there. Like it was kind of dark. I I had to use like my photography, you know, my filming light to light it up. And so I got this uh, 18 volt uh, Ryobi light. Um, what's it called, Vincent? Uh, it's the it's one. their eighteen volt uh, the shop the shop light, but I forgot there's three there's yeah, three different ones, light. but this is this this particular one is the right one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got it's dual, so you can plug it in. Um, but anyways, you can use the eighteen volt. It is battery. the hybrid LED, the Ryobi yes. eighteen volt one plus hybrid LED color range work light. 
It's perfect, and and it's made to be brought to different places. So I had uh, uh, I mounted it to a cabinet above my leatherworking mm-hmm. station, and it provides a ton of light, like a ton of light, and it lasts for like twenty four hours on yep. a one battery. Uh- um, so it's phenomenal. It's uh, so again. So I've got these two tools that I do not need to plug in and use up an outlet, and and I can still achieve what I need. To I'm going to blow your so mind. It's I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if you know this. On the mm. base, there's a thread. The thread is quarter twenty. You can put it on a camera tripod. My no, I saw that. Blown. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. I saw it's, that. It's amazing. Yeah. Like I, when I was putting well, together the X carve, when I got you know sixty percent through the assembly process, that was the light because the light where I was working, there was no specific light there. And I had that on a tripod pointed down at the table I was working on, and that's what I used to put it together. So I would. Well, well, that was the other turning point for me. It was like, all right, I'm going to buy... Well, because there are other LEDs on Amazon and stuff like that that have batteries and you can mount them and stuff like that. But I was like, one, I had the batteries mm-hmm. already. And two, I can use this for anything. Like, yeah, I'm going to mount it and it's probably going to be there, you know, 90% of the time. But if I need to take it off of that and use it for something else, I've got... And you can adjust it, the color so. temperature if you're going to... You can even... You, oh, you yeah. could theoretically yeah. use it as a camera light and just adjust the camera temperature. Totally. It's, it's really good. Yeah, so it's... It is really good cool. so, for the price, right? Yeah, it's like 60 bucks wow. without a battery. It's freaking yeah. fantastic. Yep. I'm going to have to look into the Milwaukee version of that because... You have Milwaukee batteries. Because I have Milwaukee batteries. That's no, the I'm problem. sure they have a Whatever similar Whatever battery thing. you yeah. picked, it's, it's boom, you're stuck with that. For it's a level of, of commitment totally. deeper than marriage. <laughs> well, I won't go that far. <laughs> I better not go that far. Because I'm sure my wife is going to listen to Get my to this throat podcast. slit in my sleep. Um... <laughs> cool yeah that's a that's yeah ryobi tools and they have a new line coming out which we were going to talk about but we are running way late so way um, long. it's like we're not going to talk about them today sorry no tool time talk today um but i did pre-order something i pre-ordered something so if you've been following me or hear heard this podcast or been in our discord you know that my number one problem with my table saw is there's no space in front of the blade i believe it's like 13 and a half inches from the center of the <laughs> arbor to the front of the table that and you have talked about that before. It is frightening to try to put anything through this saw that isn't, like, small. Okay. Izzy Swan has solved my problem, and he has solved it beautifully. He solved it first for people with square tube that the guide runs on the square, square tube. Um, so if you have, like, a saw stop or a grizzly or a Powermatic saw, it'll clamp down to that. But he is specifically making one for DeWalt job site saws, which is what my saw is. And basically what it does is it sits in front of the facing the saw. It sits in front of the right track and you clamp it to the front of the saw and you've now extended the front of your saw out so that you can run a longer jig on it. So if you have like a straightening, a straight edge jig or a tapering jig, or if you even just want to run your miter gauge all the way out and put a bigger piece, you can do all of that with this. And he's got a pre-order up on his website right now it's like 40 bucks if you pre-order it's going to be like 60 bucks when it's out the square tube one is i think it's available to order now and it'll ship in a couple of weeks and then the dewalt one should be available a couple of weeks after that and i pre-ordered it the second i saw the video i was like this is exactly what i need and i won't have to buy and you know what if it doesn't work then i will just buy a new table saw but i'd rather not have to buy a new table saw so for I'll roll the dice. If Izzy designed it. I'm pretty damn sure. I'm confident in a lot of things in the world, and one of the things I'm most confident in 
is his ability is, to make a he? gadget. So <laughs> yeah, this thing is. I've <laughs> used I've used a job site saw once or twice in my life, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what the problem was. Yeah, it was too just too small in front of the blade. Yep, it just didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel you know, comfortable. What I don't with the amount of space. I what had. I don't understand is they could solve this problem right. by just moving the blade back. They don't have to change the design of anything. Just push the blade back a couple of inches, and all of a sudden that right. saw is much more useful. And well, this is where when I'm using my saw, and I I, I feel like. The blade is so much further back mm-hmm. than everyone else's saw. Because I'm, whenever I'm doing it, I'm like trying to look over the like see where it's cutting on like cross cutting. Mm-hmm. You're like trying to see if it's cutting on the line or not, or whether or not you need to adjust it. And you're trying to see where the blade is actually cutting. I can't like I have to lean so far over that it hurts my back. Yeah. And now I get it. It's because right. everyone else is using new saws, <laughs> new um, that you know have the blade. Way close. And even the the saw stop, the smaller the contractor saw stop saw, is the same thing. The blade space to the front right. of the blade is like thirteen inches. It's like, well, that's useless. That's literally useless. And you don't realize it's useless until you're. Wo- See, I bought this saw before I was really into woodworking. Like I was starting, so I was like, it was better than anything I was able to get. But now I've realized, right. like, wow, I see why people buy these bigger saws. It's not just to uh, swing private parts and prove how big of a man they are. It's because there is an actual functional difference in these big cabinet saws or even these hybrid saws, which is probably what I would end up going with anyway. But, yeah. this well, If I can give you one thing, yeah. and this, this comes back to dust collection, is that I have a, a hybrid or a contractor saw, and the, the motor swings as you put it, swings out the back. Um, don't get one of those. Mm-hmm. The dust collection on them is off. Mm. It's the worst. Get one that has good dust collection. They don't make them as much anymore with the like motor swinging out the back. Yeah, but that's but it does help. Like that's why the the mo- the blade is so far back. It's because the motor isn't in the way right. huh. um, because it's hanging out the back, but. It makes it so there's no dust collection. Mm, good to, that's good to know, actually. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that's that. That's good to know. It's a good tip. See, we give you good tips on tools. Even though we don't talk about tools all that much, we do give you good tips on tools here. <laughs> um, Grant, plug your stuff, man. It's Grant. <laughs> well, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you didn't come here through my multitude of uh, Instagram <laughs> and apparently Twitter uh, <laughs> links to the show, then you can find me on uh, The Grant Alexander everywhere. Um, except for Twitter. I really don't use it, so don't go there. Um, I, I also have Facebook, but it's literally a, 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 a everything on Instagram just gets auto-populated over Facebook. Same with the thegrantalexander.com, everything on Instagram. So really, go to Instagram or go to YouTube. Um, those are the two main spots that I'm active. And, uh, and also I have the Creating, Living, and Making podcast, a.k.a. Clamp, uh, where I, uh, we do a weekly podcast and we talk about creating, living, and making. Awesome. And it's a, it's a really good podcast. And as I've said on this very show, it's amazing how far you guys have come in such a short period of time. And I'm really looking forward to you being episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your 200th episode. <laughs> me, me too. That's a little far away. but. <laughs> We'll get to get <laughs> no, to twenty. Okay. You know the rule. Get to twenty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was get to ten. No, twenty. No, twenty. Twenty is oh, the number. It's twenty. I thought I was already there. I was like, I made it. No. At the tenth episode, I was like, I've made it. <laughs> no. I got to ten. Well, and you, and, and get to eleven, and then you you pick me up as a co-host. <laughs> That's so. how it works. 
Well, uh, 11, you, 11 is the Ethan Carter episode. Well, check your inbox <laughs> after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming yeah, on, Grant. It was that great was, having you. Awesome finally having you. I feel like it was like knowing you forever. Know, seriously, we've been talking about yeah. it, Grant. Well, Grant. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it was an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to... Maybe, uh, so let's see. That means we've had Morley, and we've had... I guess we've got to get Adam on the show now. I know we gotta get Adam. I don't know Adam that well. I could I get Adam. The only problem is he's in he's in Oz, and it's a little hard to get those people well, out of bed. So we we record at the same time. Like, well, we record at nine um, p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern, um, because that's like based on his shift work. It works, so he could actually come on, and it's okay. not like a big deal for him. Oh, there we he, go. he doesn't cool. usually drink uh, during the <laughs> podcast because it's eleven o'clock their time, but. No, every once in a while he's just gotten off a night shift or something, and like time is, is only something is a social construct that we've all agreed <laughs> upon. Well, we'll have him on. We'll have him on our social construct, then, and then we'll have had the whole crew. It'll be the first multi-host podcast that we've had everyone from. Exactly. We're, we're too down on making it. I don't know about the. the yeah. Well, exactly. What? Well, well, in this room, yeah. though, in this room, in fairness, in this room. We've had all the guests together. Well, there yeah, we go. You haven't True. had them all on this. No, yet. not all on one show. You not... haven't had them all. <laughs> I might actually beat you. I've had like, two thirds, bro. You got a lot I of work actually, to do. Right. I could convince like Adam to not go on your podcast. <laughs> I, would, I can't hilarious. see myself actually doing that. Maybe I'll get like. No. All right. David doesn't return my message. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week. And just as a reminder, next week, next week, well, we're getting close to the 17th. So if you're going to do something for the Enlighten Us Challenge, you're running out of time. Don't miss it. Just, d- but there's there still, still time. time. There is still time. There's plenty of time. But don't miss it. Don't screw this up. This is this is your opportunity to get showcased on a reasonably popular podcast. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Until then, have a great week, everybody. 